Hey, this is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, my actual day job is a personal trainer and online personal trainer. And if you like what you've been hearing and need help and need help with accountability uh, with your workouts, uh, please see the podcast description for my email and reach out and uh, see if we can help you out and get you to your fitness goals. Other than that, enjoy the show. How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my uh, with me my new season co-star. I have Norman Plotkin with me. How's it going, Norman? Great. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Good to be here. Well, uh, Norman, that's a good transition into our, our next topic. Um, just some of the uh, things that you can help with hypnotherapy and you know consulting with you. And kind of more for the my over forty audience crowd, you know, I get we just like you said about food. I mean, alcohol. Then then there's the we've talked before about you know I had heard stuff with athletes doing real well with you know hypnotherapy and that kind of stuff. So what are what are some of the clients you've been getting, or what do you have on that? Yeah, so you know when we're young, our we're completely responsive. It's like a speedboat. You can quick turns, and when you're older, you're more like an ocean liner. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> be real deliberate about these things. You, you, when I was in my 30s, I lobbied all day and then would show up at 11 o'clock and play hockey, you know, in the men's league because they, you know, the kids get and figure skaters, they go all day and then men get the rink late at night, right? So yeah, the kids are asleep, yep. Yeah, so I'd show up once a week and skate and then 100 miles an hour with my hair on fire. Uh, and, you know, you can't do that after 40. You can't just, you, you have to be more deliberate. You have to care for your body. You have to be consistent uh, so that um, so that it will last. This is the greatest machine that you'll ever be given. And so uh, we have to be mindful of that, that the, the more care and feeding that we give it, the, the longer it will continue to perform at a high level for us. So, um, so hypnotherapy is applicable to everything. All right. And, you know, people are like, well, it can't, you know, can't be this panacea. And it really is. It can get you into anything that you feel locked out of and it can get you out of anything because it's the subconscious mind which controls everything. And so your programming is um, uh, difficult to get out of. It's like a well-worn path. So the subconscious mind controls your involuntary operations, the breathing, ask any five-year-old who tried to commit suicide by holding his breath. Right. So, um, so all of this is wants to bring you back to homeostasis. And so the same subconscious mind that brings the physiological body back to homeostasis it does the same thing with behavior. You don't have to learn how to ride a bike over and over and over again. You don't have to learn how to drive a stick shift over and over and over again. You give it to the subconscious mind, an athlete, a performer, a musician, anyone who does performs at a high level is they practice and give it to the subconscious mind. And when they perform, they're in the zone, they're in hypnosis. Like they are just turning it over to that, that subconscious homeostasis. And so um, I've, I've had boxers, I've had golfers, I've had athletes of, of all sorts. I've had lawyers who help, need help passing the bar. I've had psychologists who need help passing licensure. Um, I've had people with phantom pain. I've had people, you know, uh, it's, it really runs the gamut. Yeah. What's, what's, what's causing some of those, like going back to the athletes, what's causing some of those, you know, it's, they've been programming their, 
subconscious to do all these things and all of a sudden something's wrong like what was that a major life event or just no they get, they get, they get in their head you know their head. it's a you know for golfers it's a short game you know it's or um it's it's uh lack of concentration rumination it's that fear thing oh yeah. what if i what if i blow the pressure you know what if i blow that shot you know, look, look at an amateur golfer, all right? So an amateur golfer steps up to the tee box and there's a lake on the right and he says, I don't want to go in the lake and the subconscious mind here is going in the lake. <laughs> it's like, you know, so so if, if as a top performer, if you are in this shot, this round, this tournament and stay there and bring love into your heart space, if you have love in your heart space, and you know that you've practiced and you know that you're good and you stay in that zone of love and positive reinforcement, that, that ego that comes in and says, who are you? Why, what, what makes you think you, it, it's held at bay. It just it's, gets driven out that fear-based questioning and doubt that creeps in on you. Um, and so uh, the, the same thing for, you know, uh, consistent max performance in the gym. You know, there's there's a million reasons why you can come up with why you don't go or why you don't uh, sustain it or why you don't you know, complete the whole workout. There's when you, you, you at over 40, there's a lot going on in your life. Oh, you yeah. Yeah. Everyone's taken a beat down for the last 40 years. <laughs> and you're you know, you're at the top of your game and whatever game you're in. And there are pressures and there's stress. And, you know, now your your family is likely uh, kids are older, but now you have some parent parental involvement. You've got family on either sides of you that need you. And so you're kind of juggling like um, this is this is my kind of, you know, my avatar is uh, men and women 40 to 60, uh, because there's a lot of things to cause you to um, question and distract and, um, and the, and staying focused in order to juggle all of these things. Perhaps you have a career or a business, plus your parents are aging and your kids are now complex little humans that have sports and and competitions and you know college and all of these things and so it's a it's the fat part of life that should be filled with joy but the joy can be robbed if you don't manage all of these competing interests for your time stress <laughs> um norman what about uh like just pain in general is uh, hypnotherapy effective for certain people you know acute pain chronic pain or Oh, yeah. Or, so, I mean, emotional pain, I for sure. But what about you know pain, pain in the body? How's that connected to the subconscious and being able to use hypnotherapy? Yeah, well, um, pain in the body is uh, almost always caused by emotional pain. So, uh, so uh, pain is a signal, and it's emotional. Have you ever been in the hospital and it says it's, they show you the happy faces? It goes from sad face to happy face. You know, where are you on the pain? Yeah. Bad face, happy face, right? It's, it's emotional, right? And so, and oftentimes we emote, we somatize our emotional pain into our body. I'm always looking at where is your pain? And then what's the spiritual meaning of that pain? Um, and so sciatica is a lack of balance. Uh, you know, uh, upper back pain is carrying the weight of the world. Um, and so, uh, so pain is a signal. It's, it says, hey, pay attention. 
to this. And so um, I can lift pain. I can do anesthesia. I can do, I can teach glove anesthesia where I make, I have you make your hand numb and then you put it on the part, part that hurts and then transfer that numbness. Uh, there are people who can't handle anesthesia and they use hypnosis to take them under for surgery. So, um, so, but I never want to lift pain if I don't know what the origin is. All right. It's super important. If you have something you're being seen for a doctor by a doctor, I need a referral. The doctor needs to know that we're, we're in there doing work on this. And, uh, but what, if we know what it is and the cause and hypnosis is not contraindicated, I, I've helped people lift all kinds of pain, uh, neuropathy, um, um, you know, uh, fibromyalgia is a big one. You know, yeah. doctors, they don't, doctors, I've helped several people, women with fibromyalgia. Doctors just had them on pain pills for eight years and they got sick of the pain pills and they ditched them and they came to me. And, and it's almost always traceable back to emotional pain uh, from, you know, a traumatic experience. And so when I help them lift the, the pain associated with that traumatic experience, you know, I, I like, um, you know, the first one I had was super powerful. And uh, the first one I helped with fibromyalgia and I'm like, are, are you ready to let this go? She goes, if I can let it go, I would have done it a long time ago. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if you could, are you ready to let this go? She said, yes. So I, um, I did, I took her deep into hypnosis and then I did an arm stiffening where I had her put all of her pain, all of it. You know, I got real paternal and forceful, put it in your arm, make it stiffer, 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 yeah. let it go. <laughs> right. And she was like, oh. And so then, uh, and then I read back to her all of the notes that I took, what she was going to do if she no longer had uh, fibromyalgia, how it would feel in her body, all the list of things that she would do, all the things she you know would think, and 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 um, and so then I read back to her that okay, so when you're ready to lift this, these are the things you're going to do. You're going to get your life back, and you're going to do all these things, and you're going to get in the gym. And she wanted to box and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? So, um, so then I said, okay, when you're ready to let go of this once and for all your arm will begin to lift and rise. And see, I already, pre I already preconditioned her to an arm raising, right? So I put yeah. all, I preconditioned her to her arm. And so now um, your, your arm will begin to lift and rise, lifting and rising, rising, and lifting, lifting and rising. And nothing happened. And when you're a new hypnotherapist, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's excruciating to sit there and, and nothing happens. And I'm like, but I've done this, not, you know, for a while. So I'm like, lifting and rising when you're ready. When you're, when you're ready, your body will show us and your arm will begin to lift and rise, lifting and rise and, then you, and, and nothing. And I'm like, okay, you don't, you don't want to get rid of this. Let's, let's see. Let's see how bad you want to get rid of this. Show me now. Your arm will lift and rise. And all of a sudden, her arm begins to lift and rise. Small jerky motions, lifting and rising, rising and lifting. All of a sudden, as her arm comes out here like this. I'm like, good, good. All right. So you've decided that you're ready to let this go. And then I brought her up out of hypnosis. And the first thing she saw was her arm sticking straight out. <laughs> now she made the connection that her body said she's ready to let go of this. And, this, and that was the demonstration. So I gave, her, I gave her two weeks. And then I pinged her and said, you ready for the next session? She goes, yeah. And I'm holding my breath. So I'm holding my breath. What do you want to work on? She said, motivation. I've been depressed for so long, I can't get my ass out of bed. The pain, she didn't want to work on pain. The pain was gone. Now she needs to get motivated. So she ended up lifting her arm all the way, not not even knowing she was doing it. Like what was what was going behind the scenes in her subconscious mind for that for that to happen? Well, see, I had to I had to precondition her. First, I had to, I asked her if she was ready to let it go, which 
which opened her mind to the fact that she had more control over this than she thought. And that if she decided to let it go, that she could let it go. And so then, uh, and this was like the third session. So I'd already, you know, you know, we'd been, we'd been laying the groundwork, but then I went for it. I went right for cause. And she had been, you know, she was tough, you know, wrong side of the tracks and, you know, air force and, but, you know, went to college and, uh, you know, uh, worked in, uh, in politics and, and, um, but she'd gone through a messy divorce and it was in custody and she was really tough physically, but emotionally it was, the pain was too much. So she put it into her body. Yeah. Wow. And so the, and so the, the child was an adult now, but you know, the body was used to holding that emotional pain, never wanting to see it and feel it and experience it. And so, uh, so I preconditioned her to the notion that she could let it go. And then, um, and then I had her put it all into her arm and that preconditioned her to an arm raising. And then I asked her when her body was ready to let it go, the pain that her arm would lift and rise. And so I, I put it on her to give a demonstration that she was ready to let it go and her body was ready to let it go. And away it went and away it went. Now, for something like that, is that now sustainable or does the human mind keep going down those spirals to where we need to keep, you know, obviously working at it? I'm sure there's homework to do at home, but is that, is that something that she's going to need to keep coming back to you? Well, it was trauma based. So all of these things, almost all of them are related to a trauma. So something happened and you created this. And so a lot of times people create the pain you know, uh, uh, because of something emotional. I've, I've got a client who has, the doctors have told her it's, you know, uh, diabetes-related neuropathy. But she was raped. And so what better way to keep the mind focused on something other than this terrible episode that you experienced than to create pain? And if you're worried about the pain in your arms and legs, you're not thinking about that emotional traumatic experience. All right. And so the, the real, uh, the real thing to do here is to help her process the pain, emotional pain associated with the rape. We have a thing called the inner protector and the inner protector will create a lot of times it's stuttering or migraines. But it's, it's larger things. When, when the trauma is huge, it can be larger things that are created by the body. And it's, it's like, you know, don't look at the birdie, you know, and then you get kicked in the shins. It's, it's, it's a diversion. The, 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 the mind creates a diversion so you don't have to look at that terrible, ugly, hairy thing, right? You go create this thing over here. And that's, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy how much our you know, how little we know about the mind, you know, who, who knows in a few hundred years looking back, like, Oh my God, these people knew nothing, you know, but that's just how evolution works and, and well, being, being this industry. Well, um, you know, the thing is life is more complicated now. And so the mind is creating different ways to cope. Uh, you know, there were, you know, in the old days, they called having a nervous breakdown. You know, everything was the, into that bucket of the nervous breakdown. And, and so um, in, in Freud's day, they called it hysteric, hysterical, hysterical, um, uh, uh, 
hysterical. Oh, there's a term for it. But, uh, it yeah, it was it was so when people would have these nervous breakdowns, as they would call it hysteria, and um, and so what it really was was you know somatizing into our body an emotional uh, experience. And so, because the emotional pain is too difficult, you put it into your body, you shove it into your body and wait. And then where it comes out in your body is instructive to, to the nature of the pain. Well, uh, Norman, that's uh, awesome. All the, the topics and everything. Um, if for any of my audience that's interested, what's the best way of reaching out to you? Uh, website, email, any social media? Yeah, I'm, I'm on all of the, all of the, well, I'm not on TikTok. I got IG. I've got Facebook, Norman Plotkin or Norman Plotkin Inc. My website is normanplotkin.com, N-O-R-M-A-N-P-L-O-T-K-I-N, normanplotkin.com. My email is my name, Norm, my nickname at my full name, norm at normanplotkin.com. Uh, again, Facebook, IG. I've got a YouTube channel. I've got to get better at making videos, but um, but there are some meditations there. My website has a couple downloadable um uh, things that you can check out if you're curious. I've had many people download the free uh, med- uh, hypnosis session on uh, confidence. And um, uh, how about your book? Is that on Amazon or your website? I have two books: um, "Take Charge of Your Cancer: The Seven Proven Steps to Healing and Recovery" and "Mastermind Master Life." Both are on Amazon, um, and both uh, are accessible by my website. Great, great. And uh, my audience always knows I put all the links of that in the, the podcast description too. So you don't have to write it down while you're driving right now, if you're listening. <laughs> well, uh, Norman, uh, just thank you so much for jumping on the, the, the podcast with me. You know, I, I just love getting all walks of life and how it uh, integrates with, you know, not just fitness, but just everything. Like you said, mind body connection, which is important for health. You know, not everything is about lifting weights and in that world. So it's just, it's great seeing uh, people doing what they're doing like you. Yeah. You know, the, the longevity, I mean, we, we, this is again, the most fantastic machine that we'll ever have. And uh, the care and feeding of it is really important, especially as we get a little older. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Norman. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Brad.